Thank you for joining us for this chapel message from the campus of Columbia International University in Columbia, South Carolina. Our mission at CIU is to educate people from a biblical worldview to impact the nations with the message of Christ. Good morning, everyone. Am I on? Is it good? Can you hear me? Go Rams, right? Yeah. Woohoo! What is the sign? I was like, I don't even know what this. There we go. There we go. Awesome. Awesome. I'm going to put my time here. Uh, how many of you guys are graduating in just a couple of a month? Can I see you guys? Stand up. Stand up. How many of you guys are graduating? They're awesome. Woohoo! That is cool. I love it. Congratulations. And I'm um, sorry for being a chapel. No, I'm joking. This is good. I'm excited for you guys for the future. And uh, Dr. Smith, thank you for having me here. And Dr. Jones, Debbie, I can't look too much there. I'll cry, so it'll be like this. Um, and I'll tell a little bit about uh, our relationship. So today, I want to talk to you guys a little bit about decisions. But I got to make the first decision. The first decision is I got to introduce my wife that's supposed to be here somewhere, all right? That's is right back there. So hey, sweetheart. So my wife is back there. And we, we literally, literally live, I'm a, I'm a, that way, am I correct? Yes, just Monticello Road, right? I mean, we literally live across the street from the school. I mean, not like crossover global, our house is literally right there. And uh, so we come hang out this weekend. I was walking here through Bent Lippin with my kids. And so CIU becomes part of my, the backyard that my kids play, if you will, right? Um, we're going to talk about decisions. And I know it's the end of the semester. It may be the best time to talk about decisions. Um, you know, there's a, let me make sure I got my slides right here, if that works. There you go. So the psychology today says that three out of the 10 biggest decision you're going to make in your life is going to be done by the age of 20. Three out of the 10 in your entire life. How many here are 20 years old already? Right? Many of you guys. And, and the decisions we're making, they're, they're around career, education, that you guys chose a good place to be. They're around relationships. They're around relocation. Some of you graduating, so you're going back home, and you're thinking, where am I going next? Those are important decisions, financial decisions. They're important decisions that gets done, and you know, it's around that. But three of the biggest 10 happens while you're here in your college career. And it is a, it's very important to know. Let me tell you just a little bit about my, my life, because that stat is true for me. And I feel very old talking about remember me as a 20-year-old. So that was back in 1999. I made the very first decision that impacted my eternity, a big decision that I had to make. was when I encountered the news that Jesus was the Messiah, but I did not know the Messiah. And at age 15, I gave my life to Jesus, and that was an incredible decision that changed my eternal destination. Many of you guys just professed that Christ as, as we stopped singing, right? And then at age 17, I heard the news. And the news was that there were peoples in the world, entire peoples in the world that are 
today. They were born, they live their life, they die without never hearing about the news of Jesus Christ. And I remember at age 17, I went to a conference and Dr. Bill and Miss Debbie were in Brazil. They were the speakers of that conference and that conference was sponsored by Crossover Global that used to be called CCI in the past. And it was the first time I heard that news and I had to make a decision in my life. The decision was what I ignored that news, that tragic news that there are people around the world that never heard anything about Christ or I would do something about it. And I have right here, this is a, a copy of my card in Portuguese uh, that's sitting in my office across the street. In 1997, I dedicated, I said, Lord, I don't know what that means, but Lord, would you use me to impact those that have never heard about Jesus? And back in the day, what I was thinking was, you know, I want to reach the Japanese people. I'm a Japanese descendant. I start looking for it. I realized there was a people group called the Ainu people that live in the northern uh, island of Sapporo in Japan. They still unreached to this day. And I thought, Lord, I'm here. Would you send me there? I don't know what that means. I'm 17 years old. Just, you, just use me to reach those people. I thought I would be a good church planting, but, and, and I, I don't think I'm good at church planter. The gifting got a little clearly later. But the decision at age 17 was to understand the purpose that God had for my life. Not that we all, in some ways in Christ, know our purpose to be here, but a specific purpose of a journey that God has us on. Now, just about a year or so later, that decision I made was challenged, was tested. I'm getting ready to do my internship in the Bible school that I was studying in Brazil. And I was going to Japan. That was, that, I've been dreaming this for a year. So I'm heading to Japan. I'm getting all my documents. Any of you guys working through visas, docs, right? So it's like this, oh my goodness, so much paperwork and trying to figure this out. And I remember visiting the Japanese consulate so many times that I thought, you know, be careful how you pray. Because I am by myself in the elevator. And I'm praying. I'm saying, Lord, if I need to leave this building again, I'm not coming back. I've been here so many times, I think you're saying no to me. So I'm, I go to the final, you know, get all the documents. Now I hope I have all the paperwork in place. And I did have, I had everything I needed. I just didn't have one thing. And stamped envelope for them to mail my passport back home. I'm literally. So this lady looked at me and she said, would you go, and I'll go down the bit across the street to the post office. I'll wait here, then you come back, we'll file your documents. So I pick up all my documents and I remember, first thought was, why did I pray that prayer, right? So it's kind of, but you know, in the elevator thinking, Lord, I, I don't know why I prayed that prayer, but I should obey you now. I should have a decision, I have a decision to make if I'm going to obey the very prayer that I pray before you, Lord. And it was that obedience that nobody knew about. It's just Christ and me. Because of that decision, I ended up becoming an intern at Crossover Global. I never went to Japan. I remember the guy, the, the, the professor that was trying to help me with my internship called um, our director there at the time in Brazil saying, can, can, can't do an internship, but he doesn't have an internship to do. So I walk into Crossover Globe about 22 years ago as an intern, 
And to this day, I'm just trying to intern more and more and keep going there. But let me, let me say this. That decision, that decision changed dramatically what happened to my life after that. Right, that decision, the obedience there was not only that I joined the organization Crossover Global, but that decision took me to the country of Turkey at age 22. And because visiting Turkey and learning about the Muslim world, I today have a master's degree from this school in Muslim studies because of the love that God put in my heart of visiting that country. Because of making that decision, I met my wife. My wife is a Southern American, and I'm not going to try to do the accent because it's not going to work. <laughs> but uh, I got two of my years, right, to, to, the, to be the Southern American. Uh, that is what half of my family's night. I used to say that I want to be a ratneck, and then they told me, no, it's not a good idea. So I, I, I was like, that's fine. True story, right? I mean, there's people right here. I used to, my office used to be full of John Deere things. And then I got married, so there's no longer gender things in my office. So, but, but here's see, the decision and that journey made a change. The changes of purpose of what God in the sovereignty of the Lord saying, Lord, my life is here. Would you guide me? And here's, here's the point that I'm trying to make to you, to me, is this. Today's decision will impact tomorrow's direction for you. Today's decision, you're about to graduate. You maybe just started. You're about to finish your freshman year. The decisions you make today, even though you don't see the consequences, there's no certainty in the future, but the decisions you make today. Now, here's the thing. Most people think about this one is a bad thing. Oh, man, I made that bad decision. So now, now imagine if we as followers of Christ are very purposely making great decisions today that would impact greatly the future, right? Not just look back into I made a bad decision, but I was purposely, prayerfully asked the Lord to get to help me to get a great decision. Andy Stanley says this. You guys probably know I love his leadership. He wrote a book called The Principle of the Path. In the sense that there is a principle that never changes, right? If you and I want to get to Texas and we get on the car on I-20 going towards Florence, we can maybe do a loop around the world, but we're not going to get to Texas, right? Our intention to get to Texas doesn't get us there. Our direction going west will get us there. And you know, decision is going to determine where you and I are going to end up. The decisions you and I make today. Now, the Bible it's full, full, full of those things. Let me go back just a second there. Just think about Daniel. He and his brother, his friends, decided that they would now worship the king. There were consequences, and then God saw them through, but they made a decision. I will now worship the king. I will worship my God. Nehemiah has this broken heart vision about rebuilding the walls, and he asked the Lord for favor, and he made a decision. I will build this wall because God called me to do so. And then he was bold enough to say, hey, you know what, king, would you give me favor? Would you give me a resource? Give me protection. Can I go and get this done? Now think about someone like Ananias. Not Ananias and Sapphira. There's a guy called Ananias. They had a decision. 
And the decision was to pray over the chief persecutor officer called Saul in Acts chapter 9. That God is sending Paul in the road of Damascus and saying, I'm going to send this guy to you. And even he says in Acts chapter 9, it's not the guy that's killing the church. and say, I know, I know. I need you to take care of this guy for me. And he made a decision to obey God, a decision that impacted, impacted so much so that in some way, you and I only know we're Gentiles, right? You know, unless you are Jewish, right? We're a Jew, we're Gentiles. You and I know about Jesus because of the faithfulness of Ananias that releases Paul to go plant churches around the world, right? You and I are part of that decision. And Paul, Paul is this beautiful example of, hey, Acts 20, 24, you know, I, I'm going to fulfill that call, right? I'm, my life is worth nothing for me. I'm going to fulfill the task that the Lord has given me. You see that the calling that Paul had in Romans chapter 15, 20, as Paul says, I'll make my ambition to preach the gospel. Remember, he was the, prop, the, the apostle to the Gentiles. I will preach the gospel of Christ has not been known yet. And then he writes to the church in Corinth, and then I, this is the Bible verse that we're going to to read together in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, because I think applies to us today as we open the scripture. This says, do you, do you not know that in a race, all runners race, but only one receives the prize? Run that you may obtain it. Every athlete, how many are athletes are here? There we go, several of you guys, right? You guys know this verse very well, right? Every athlete exercise self-control in all things. Man, I wish to have the extra pie. Man, I wish, right? I mean, but you're an athlete, you can. You gotta keep going. I don't, I don't wanna get up. I, don't, I gotta make a decision to get out of my bed and go exercise because it's part of my career, right? So we know that we exercise control in all things, and it continues. They do it, sorry about the good news here. They do it to receive a perishable wreath. But we, an imperishable. He's talking about heaven, right? He's talking about eternal things. But then he says, so if that is what we do, so don't, do not run aimless, right? I do not box the air, right? But I discipline my, my body and I keep it under control, least after preaching to others, I myself, should not be disqualified. See, the Bible clearly talks about that you and I are in this race. We're running something. Some of you guys are just finishing, you know, one phase of this race as you graduate. Some of you are just finishing your freshman year and say, man, I'm so excited. That was awesome. I got three more to go. Right? And, and you're just moving into that race but you and I needed to race with purpose. So I, I like to run, or I try to run. And when I run, I'm putting my headphones and don't, don't want to peer over spiritual. So sometimes I listen to podcasts, but that day, that specifically morning I'm running, I have this great worship going on, and it was awesome. You know one of those times when you kind of got me just the right moment? And I'm running, and I'm thinking the treadmill you have all those little things right here, right, the, the, the arms. So I am running. My eyes are closed now. I am, ooh, this is going to be great, Lord. And I'm raising my hands. 
and then I fell <laughs> badly <laughs> on the ground. Have you done this before? Come on, guys, right? All right, see some hands right there, right? You know what that was? It's just running aimless, right? It's when we lose focus, right? And, and that's, that's what life is about. Here's, the, here's the, the word that I would like to give to you, if I, if I may. You are not going to drift into your purpose. That's not going to happen. Living on purpose is going to make a big importance in your life. Drifting, like running in a treadmill without looking where I'm running, Unfortunately, that's where most people run their race. Most people end up running their race like what Paul is saying, don't do that. Don't run aimless, right? Run in the way that you're going to win. Run in a way that there's purpose into your life, right? That's why we say that today's decision will impact tomorrow's direction for your life. And maybe that's what you needed to hear this morning from the Lord as you're making decisions. Three out of 10 is going to happen right now in average that you're gonna make plans into the future. A plan into the future because it gets more and more complicated. You get married, then you have children, then your children have friends, then you have school, and suddenly you're thinking, wow, is this what I'm supposed to be doing with my life, right? Today's decision that you make will impact tomorrow's direction. You heard what we're saying about crossover globe and living across the street, being across the street. So for years, we as an organization, we thought, you know, what, what we can do, we love CIU. What can we do to serve you guys? How did the best, we want to continue focusing on what we do, but how can we really serve the, the school, the students? How could we try to, to work together in a way that doesn't, doesn't hurt any type of the relationship, anything that's happening within the campus? And, you know, and just so you know, Crossover Global, here's what we're about. We are a church planting organization. We're in 37 countries around the world today. We're very global. There's, there's 32 different nationalities within our, our team around the globe. And Crossover Global is all about planting churches. It's all about starting churches among those peoples that have no access to the good news of Jesus Christ. So as we were praying about how do we keep focused to the vision but serving you guys and, and walk together with you as you're making decisions into your life, I'm very excited to share this with you guys. Now you're graduating, might look a little bit different from this point on, the, on my, my talk, but um, we, we pray hard and we're saying, Lord, how do we truly serve? Trying to remember my time as a student here and thinking about the geographical, and we thought, you know, we can create a program, something that is only for CIU students. Not a, not a school, college, campus strategy from us as an organization, but for you CIU students that I'm very excited to share for the very first time ever that is called Undrift. Helping you to make better kingdom decisions allowing you to perhaps come and hang out with us and vice versa, and, and helping you and guiding you into better kingdom 
decisions because it was in this age that an organization like Crossover Global coached me through important decisions that I was making in my life. Now, this whole program has nothing to do in trying to get you to join our staff, anything like that, even though we would love to have you joining our team eventually if that's the Lord's direction to your life. But it's about this. It's about allowing you as a CIU student to experience the world, maybe even perhaps designing some, some short-term experiences in partnership with the school, working very close with the school, helping with some career advice as you think through different things in, in life, and most importantly, internships, right? All of us need it, right? Maybe some of you guys about to graduate thinking, man, I, didn't, I needed that desperately right now, right? You gotta get your internship done. So those are some of the ways. So let me very quickly give an example of some, of some of the opportunities we have. This is the leadership team that reports to me. And the flags you see in that, Peru, Brazil, Uzbekistan, Moldova, those brothers, they speak somewhat English. We have translators in our meetings the whole time. They're not required to speak English, but it will be helpful for them if they can learn some English. More resource materials and all that. If you are working in your TAFL for teaching English as a second language, you can teach those brothers or our own leadership. You don't need to go anywhere. You can do that through Zoom online and get your experience. Now, this right here is a picture of the, of the country of Mauritania, the Islamic Republic of Mauritania. It's a desert, there's no water. But we find out that there's places we can drill water wells. And when water starts, you see in this picture right here, one side has no water, the other side of the road is a lot of trees just because of water. Now, you know, strategically for us is we deploy church planters. They go in the middle of the desert, and then those wells becomes natural networks of relationship as the gospel travels. If you're doing some of the business program, we desperately need help. Think, um, how do we build business? How do we sell products? How do we make those self-sustaining into impacting the kingdom forward. And just one last thing. We, I know there's a lot of you on communication. Um, we, we want to tell the story. What God is doing around the world needs someone this side of the world saying, hey, here's how we tell that story. Here's, here's this, how this works well. So quarterly we have communicate, but there's social media. There's so many opportunities that you might be able to do your internship without never leaving Monticello Road. And that's really our heart for you. And as, as we go through that, that, that will be helpful. That will be a way that we can serve you. Here's, here's the deal. You and I are called to turn the world upside down. Isn't that right? That's why you and I, that's why you're here, perhaps. Right, we're a call to make the world, the world without Christ is running and their thinking is going so well. And we're called to say, nope, we're gonna flip at this. Right, that's what Acts is saying. Those guys are coming here, they're changing our way of life, they're changing our culture, they're changing the way we do. Yes, because Christ offers the new and the new changes the world. That's what you and I are called to do and the decisions you make today will impact how much the world gets turned upside down. 
Some of the decisions you make today, maybe your world in a negative way will be turned upside down. And that's not what you want. So let me finish just letting you know one more time, if we can serve you, and I know you're gonna go through finishing this semester. Um, if we can serve, just geographically being there, we, we truly created this program for you, but I, I don't want you to come out of the chapel saying, well, you know, Ken came in to sell a program to us. Don't take it that way at all. We'll love to serve you, but here's, here's the core that I believe God asked me to tell you today. Today's decision will impact your tomorrow's direction. Don't run bidding there. Don't run aimless. God has called you, has gifted you, and you know, enjoy your career in, in, here at school. Enjoy your youth, be fun, have fun. But remember when the lights goes down and you're by yourself, you're doing your devotional, it's, some of your personal decisions, not the pressure of the community, what people think you should do in life, the decisions you're going to make will impact tomorrow's the, the, the destiny for you, the end for you. So we're gonna, I'm gonna hang out with you guys here. I'm gonna eat some food at the, chap, uh, at the, the cafeteria. We're gonna be on the, in the back room. And as you go out, uh, the team that's here, they have a, a little, flyer, if you will. So if you want to pick some of that, but I, I just want to pray for you and then I invited you over. Lord Jesus, we love you. And I pray that you will just bless those students who are graduating. What an incredible accomplishment. That the decisions that we'll be making from now on, there will be decisions that honor you, that moves your kingdom forward. Lord, I do pray for those that will be returning that they will take it, you know, that they will finish well, get a great break, and they come even more convinced of your calling and your purpose in their lives, Lord. Then if we as an organization, we can serve them as, as brothers and sisters in Christ, Lord, would you uh, direct us that way, Lord? We love you, your word. We love that you have encouraged us to continue to run the race until one day we are before you, Lord. And then, by your grace and your mercy, may you say that we have done well as faithful servants. Lord, we love you, and we honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you found this message a blessing to your life. More Columbia International University Chapel messages are available at iTunes and at podcast.ciu.edu. Learn more about CIU's undergraduate, seminary, and graduate programs at our website, ciu.edu. Columbia International University educates people from a biblical worldview to impact the nations with the message of Christ. Thank you for the opportunity to minister to you today.